G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of This Week in Crypto. My name is Craig Cobb from TraderCobb.com. Please like, share and subscribe so that you know when we're putting content out. All right, it's been a bloody good week. I'll tell you why it's been a good week, because I feel like I'm totally back in the market, back in the flow, uh, taking great trades and um, yeah, gotten rid of that sort of holiday hangover, so to speak, just sort of easing myself back into the market and getting some pretty good results, actually. So I'm pretty stoked. It's been a damn good week. Really, really happy, and I hope you are too. We're going to kick things off with an interview, or sorry, with an article here uh, on FTX. Now, most of you will know that in the past we have done content for FTX, and we have a fantastic affiliate offer there where you can get 10% off your trading fees. It still applies. It's still available, and you can click the link below to get access to that, or you can also find it at tradercob.com in the members area of the Become a Trader course, which is of course free for you to do whenever you like. So uh, I've been a big fan of FTX, so I let them sort of run for about a year before I started trading with them, or just about a year, uh, whilst I saw if they were going to be able to facilitate my needs as a trader. And to, my, to, to date right now, uh, I have to say they are my preferred platform when it comes to futures trading. I also use Bybit as well, which is great, uh, but FTX has just, I guess it's probably just out of habit more than anything else. And we can see here that FTX has now got a valuation of $32 billion. Now, my business has been running longer than Sam's, and I'm not worth $32 billion. Anyway, <laughs> he's done a damn good job, and I thank him for his service. Also, just a, a, a side note to that, we will be uh, recommencing our contract with FTX, and you will get access to the Crypto Cradle course, plus scans and whatnot, absolutely free of charge. So go and join up to our Become a Trader course and get the jump on this and you shall see when we start to re you know, receive registrations for the upcoming four-part series. You're very welcome. All right, so FTX have just done another $400 million raise in a Series C raise, which has valued the company at $32 billion. Now this was announced on Monday and uh, it's very good to see. Uh, I hold a number of the FTT tokens, and it has been a bit of a bearish run for the FTX uh, token, the FTT token, but with strong performance indicators like this on the cap raise side of things and the investors that they have got on board, it's only likely to see FTX continue to grow and expand. Now, if we come down a little bit further here, this is the words from Sam's mouth. I think we're entering a long, sorry, I think we're entering a long-term crypto winter. Winter. Sorry, let me restate that. I think we're not entering a long-term crypto winter, as he said, FGX CEO and co-founder told CNBC in an interview. There have been changes in expectations of interest rates, and that's been moving crypto markets, but it's also been mo moving markets more generally as well. And of course, there have been an awful lot of things going on of late. Uh, obviously, the interest rate conversation, we've had COVID going around still, this, it's still being the hottest, most laziest thing a journalist can possibly post or write about because it's just there. Uh, we don't seem to get too much other news that starts the news without it being first COVID. But we've also had the uh, the issues over in with the Russians looking to potentially invade, and that has caused a bit of rumble as well because we don't know what that will mean to global superpowers and what they'll do there. So there has been a great deal of uncertainty in the markets and we have seen stock markets the world over come off. And of course, crypto hasn't avoided that either. So it's been a little bit of a 
wild ride for the last few months and it continues. I'd like to think that Sam is right, that we are not going into a long-term crypto winter that we experienced from the top of 2017 to about 2019, really. That's what we sort of had to deal with before we saw a bounce back in April of 19, I think it was, after a very slow period uh, throughout 2018. A large focus for FTX, Bankman Fried said, is acquiring licenses in several countries. Now, listen to this closely if you are a US or Canadian based resident. Its US arm is now authorized to sell derivatives products such as futures and options, which allow investors to speculate on movements in the price of an asset. Bankman Fried said FTX's international business will be licensed across the bulk of the Western world by the end of the year. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is bloody good news. Why? I just don't like the fact that the US and Canadians have been discriminated against when it comes to the use of trading futures. Sure, Kraken's been there for quite some time. However, Kraken has had some major issues with liquidity and big spikes that seem to hurt people's accounts more often than they don't. It's great to see that a brand like FTX is out there with the licenses. And if you are a US or Canadian-based resident, you don't have to worry about your VPNs anymore. You can start to look for options through FTX. And again, we have that 10% discount code there if you'd like to open up an account. So Sam has gone on to become uh, worth $22 billion, uh, in a three-year period. Good for him. I'm stoked for the guy. I love what FTX do and he deserves it. I hope he keeps on innovating in what is a very exciting space, being the crypto exchange space. It makes it better for us traders if we get better products. Okay, so from something really positive in FTX and what they've been doing to something a little bit less positive. <laughs> Hodlers beware. New malware targets MetaMask and 40 other crypto wallets. Now, if, unless you've been living under a rock for well, bloody ages, you'll be familiar with MetaMask. It is the online digital wallet where we can hold our crypto. Now, I don't suspect, I don't, I don't suggest that anybody holds their crypto on their MetaMask wallet, you know, entirely. One of the great options that you do have for MetaMask, if you'd like to use it, is the extension that locks you into your actual hardware wallet. That's what I use when I use my MetaMask wallet, meaning I've still got to put a pin in to remove funds or to transfer funds. So MetaMask is not bad. You just got to make sure that your assets are held on your cold storage. And when you want to, you can connect to your MetaMask and use them as required. Security was never the strong suit of browser-based crypto wallets to store Bitcoin, Ether, and other cryptocurrencies. However, UL malware makes safety online wallets even more complicated by directly targeting crypto wallets that work as browser extensions, such as MetaMask, Binance Chain Wallet, or Coinbase wallet. As we've always said, not your keys, not your Bitcoin, and it's gotta be on cold storage. We, we teach that, we talk of that. It's really, really integral, really. Hackers are currently selling Mars Stella. That's the name of this sophisticated uh, rip-off tech tool. Uh, and the, the scary thing is, and why I've highlighted it, this is a really scary thing for me. Anyone who is a bit of a bad person can access this Mars Stella for $140 on dark web forums, meaning the barrier to access the Trojan is relatively low for malicious actors. Users who hold their crypto assets on browser-based wallets or user browser extensions like Authy to utilize 2FA are warned to be cautious against clicking dubious links or downloads. Don't click dubious links or downloads. As a matter of fact, take a little leaf out of my book this whole setup that I've got in front of me here, this is for my trading. This is where I trade. So I have money or crypto sitting on exchange that I can use to trade the markets. That's that. I have a separate 
uh, PC that I have available that I only use. I only use. I only use a tethered internet connection through my iPhone, <clears throat> and I only use that to connect my Trezor to when I'm transferring or buying assets, keeping that very very safe because I don't open it for anything else. Therefore, no emails to click links in, and I won't click any links that have any downloadable type things. You got to think about that because you could be losing millions of dollars at one click of a button. So keep your security on point, don't get lazy, and if you've been considering doing it, very good time to get your security down. Another little bit of a thieving bastard story here. More than $320 million stolen in latest apparent crypto hack, and this, surprisingly, occurred with a bridge between Ethereum and Solana. 320 million was reportedly lost or hacked on Wednesday afternoon. Now, we have seen a lot more of this cross-chain sort of stuff, this, uh, you know, the bridging and whatnot going on. But uh, it's there's a couple of comments below that will show you that will sort of open your eyes a little bit. It certainly opened mine. An analysis from blockchain cybersecurity firm Certic shows that the attacker's profits thus far are at least $251 million worth of Ethereum, nearly $47 million of Solana, and more than $4 million in USDC, a stablecoin pegged to the price of the US dollar. <clears throat> That's today. You know, tomorrow, you probably look, you know, later on down the track, because the prices obviously have dipped quite considerably, that's going to be worth a billion dollars. Bad hack. No good. Not happy Jan. Here's something that I found quite eye-opening for myself, coming straight from the man behind the Ethereum network, Vitalik Buterin. Uh, Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin previously made the case that bridges won't be around much longer in the crypto ecosystem, in part because there are fundamental limits to the security of bridges that hop across multiple zones of sovereignty. Now, whether they can find a fix for this or find a way to increase that security or not, it's pretty poignant when you hear the founder of Ethereum saying that they probably won't be around too long because of security issues, backed by a $320 million hack. Maybe he's onto something. But what is it going to be that allows these, these different platforms to bridge? Because we need to have something along those lines so that they can talk to each other, different networks can combine uh, for the sake of the whole crypto universe, but also it needs to be safe and secure. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some conversation around this going into the next few weeks and beyond until there is somewhat of a solution. All right, coming into the US now, the Senate's America Compete Act, sorry, America Competes Act is a direct attack on crypto industry. Government is picking winners and losers. That's what they want to do. However, there is a couple of people that are standing up to it. US Senator Cynthia Loomis says that the recent introduced America Competes Act of 2022 is a direct attack on the crypto industry. Boo. I will not stand by and let the heavy hand of the government pick winners and losers, she stressed. Congressman Tom Emmer explained that the legislation would give Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen dictatorial level power to prohibit any transactions they deem concerning without due process. We seem to be seeing a lot more of this type of legislation around the world, whether it's about finance or whether it's about all sorts of things. Governments want more control. It's right there in front of your face. So a bit more on this. This provision would give the Treasury Secretary and those she deputises a unilateral unlimited power to ban any type of financial asset that has a foreign link without public notice and without any time limit. This is a direct attack on the digital asset industry. And I couldn't agree more. It is very, very blatant what they're trying to do here. 
and they will if they get the chance to shut this thing down. The sad thing for me is this powerhouse, the United States of America, the great US of A. You've done so much for technology. You've had such success in it. I mean, Apple, Amazon, Google, these all come out of the United States of America. And yet here we are stifling creativity of the next wave of innovation. It's, it just kills me. The USA is going to fall behind and anyone else who's, any other countries that are taking on this draconian type mentality to digital assets and basically not calling it a digital asset, screw you, Bill, but calling it something else but within the fine print saying, yeah, screw you, digital assets, we're going to take it down. What that does is it means that lobbyists that go, okay, I work for other tech giants, make sure that we're okay, please. Sure, you big guys get all the money because you're already big and you're paying us money to get voted in and we'll give you access to that. That is not a, uh, a democratic society. That is, as they state within this article, what does she say? Uh, where they pick the winners and losers. I don't stand for that. And I would like to believe that the American public don't stand for that as well, since you've been an absolute mecca for entrepreneurs and innovation for the last 100, 150 years. Please don't stifle future growth and earnings potential for your country here. Should this, sorry, should this provision remain in the bill? We really should rename it the America Fails Act. This provision stifles innovation and competition and feels more like something from Chinese Communist Party would impose on the industry, Senator Loomis stressed, adding, I will not stand by and let the heavy hand of government pick winners and losers. If we go down this path, we threaten our position as a global financial leader. What more can the US do to shoot themselves in the foot when it comes to digital assets? Well, I reckon next week we'll probably see something else, so just hold your breath. You won't have to wait too long. On to more sovereign issues. El Salvador, the first country in the world to have taken up Bitcoin as legal tender, has basically said to the IMF, shut up. We don't give two hoots about what you're saying. We got a plan and we're sticking to it. So El Salvador has rejected the recommendation by the International Monetary Fund, IMF, to drop Bitcoin as legal tender. The country's finance minister reportedly angrily said, no international organization is going to make us do anything at all. Powerful words. Hopefully they're right. I believe they will be right in the long run, but every time we see Bitcoin fall, we see an attack on Bitcoin. Don't forget, Bitcoin is dead over and over. We've seen it so many times before. And what does Bitcoin do? It comes back. Why? Because it is money for us, the people. And as we see more and more overreaching draconian measures from governments, I think more and more people are starting to realize and understand that it wouldn't be a bad idea to have some exposure to your own money as opposed to government issued currency. A bit further down, the International Monetary Fund also recommended that El Salvador's government start charging fees for the use of its digital wallet, Chivo. In addition, the IMF wants the Salvadorian government to stop giving away $30 in Bitcoin to anyone signing up for the Chivo wallet. What on earth has the IMF got to do with the wallet and what El Salvador has to do with their currency? Well, you might think, okay, the IMF is there just to help out if things were to occur in a negative sense. Of course, the IMF is going to be watching out for its own uh, self because if they don't understand Bitcoin, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me and stinks more of a regime uh, that they want to push as opposed to the reality of what Bitcoin is for, the IMF, if, you know, this them saying this says that they don't know about Bitcoin, they don't understand it, and they're using it to, you know, to shoot 
down El Salvador because they're in Bitcoin because Bitcoin has fallen. This then, sorry, this therefore goes back to the IMF trying to safeguard itself from having to bail out the El Salvadorian government and to make sure that people have something that is rock solid. Now, when it comes to actual money, Bitcoin is rock solid. The thing that will stop Bitcoin is if the internet stops working. But Jeff Bezos has Amazon.com. So without Amazon.com working, sorry, without the internet working, Amazon.com will not work. And I reckon that that man's got a bit of clout when it comes to making sure the internet stays afloat. If the internet goes down, well, we're all fairly screwed, aren't we? So it's unlikely that to, it's unlikely that that would occur. And whilst we have the internet, Bitcoin remains very sound money. Volatile, yes, but the upside long term has always, to this date, become very much better than what it was a little while ago. In early January, El Salvador said 20 bills are being drafted for the legal structure of its Bitcoin bonds, which President Nayib Bukele expects to be oversubscribed. That's a good thing. He also expects two more countries to adopt BTC as legal tender this year. Furthermore, he predicted a gigantic price increase for Bitcoin. I salute you, Mr. El Salvadorian president. I think you're on the money with all these things. But I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again. I don't think I'll be wrong on this one. So as you can see this week, we've seen some hacking issues, two of which have been fairly major. We've seen the US Senate try and shut down and stifle innovation based around digital assets. We've seen El Salvador basically stick two fingers up in the air to the IMF and go, see you later, buckaroo. We got this under control, brother. And we've seen the great growth of FTX, the platform that continues to deliver and grow for us as crypto traders. Again, if you would like to open up your FTX account, there's a 10% off your trading fees. Please go ahead and do so. In the link below, you'll find the information there. You can also go to tradercob.com, sign up to become a trader course, and all of the information you require will be there on how to go long, on how to go short using the FTX platform, and many other tips and tricks and bits and bobs. Don't forget as well to like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications for when we go live, you will know. The final thing to bring to your attention is this. We will be kicking off very shortly our registration process for the three-part, sorry, four-part series that we will be will be brought to you by FTX in conjunction with Trader Cobb. So you can get that cradle course, that cradle strategy absolutely free. Keep your eyes open. We'll post some material on when that is to occur. Have a fantastic day and a great weekend. Bye for now.